up everybody how you doing hope you guys are having a fantastic week you already know what it is it's your host jay breezy also known as jamil malord here with my co-host michael marone what's up everyone it's good to be back oh man we missed you last week mikey yeah something came up um i but you know what this week something a little came up too with both of us but we decided to make something work this time and uh Want to tell them what we're doing this time? Yeah, man. Um, I'm actually in the studio, and Mikey is actually calling in today. We wanted to see how it'll sound, because me and Jamil live uh, a decent, almost 40-45 minute drive from each other, and both of us got work, and it late, later in the night and stuff like that, and early the next day, so we wanted to see if, since Jamil has his studio at his house... I could just try to call in and see how that worked from there. So hope it goes out perfectly. We did a little test. It sounds okay. Should be fine. Alrighty. So, well, let's go ahead and get started. Let's jump into this. This episode might be a little shorter than usual, but you know, we'll see. You know, as we get on I mean, to it. We're, 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 we're cutting down on sports more and more each week. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> it's a bit hard to talk about them. But I want to go ahead and um, start off with the NBA. So, Gordon Hayward has actually. It's rumors that are saying that he does not want to play for the Celtics next season. So now what this means is that his $34.7 million guaranteed contract is looking like we're not going to have to pay him, I think. I don't know how it works, but it's looking like we're not going to have to pay him, which opens up a huge uh, thing of cap space. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Gordon Hayward, you know what I'm saying? Listen, I I know you had an injury about three, four years ago, you know, that broken ankle that was nasty, you know what I'm saying, you know, happy you recovered, but you didn't fully recover, and we got the Gordon Hayward that wasn't really, you know, performing, you know, don't get me wrong, he would have his sprouts here and there, and he would do good, like this past season, he was averaging, I think it was almost 19 points a game, but, you know, he was just too injury prone, so he was out for most of the season, and then he would, when playoffs came, he was out for the first and the second round, you know what I'm saying? And he was able to come back for the Heat, but he wasn't even 100%, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, this is something that I think is going to be the best for both of us because we're going to have to go out and find somebody that's going to, you know, not saying you didn't give it your all because you did, you know, we appreciate your time, but we're going to have to go out and get somebody who can be more consistent, who who is not as injury prone. You know what I'm saying, Mikey? Yeah, no, I, I get it. I mean, listen, you had your run with him. It was the biggest one, the biggest uh, signings a few years back. And now, listen, that didn't work out. It was the same thing with Kyrie. Now that, I mean, you already moved on from Kyrie and Hayward's next. If Hayward really wants out, like you're saying, and like the reports are true, you already have a team that's starting to fit well with each other. And, you know, you got to make the right move. And if you guys really want Oladipo and Turner, uh, Hayward's probably the first step to get out of it. I say, I was thinking a sign-in trade. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if he just, like, fully, like, opted out, or I, I don't know how this 
it's going to work. But, you know, I was hoping for a sign-in trade. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Because, remember, same thing happened with Al Horford. Same thing happened with Al Horford um, last season. He ended up signing that 100 and I think it was 9 or $10 million contract with the 76ers. And, you know, he's clearly not worth that much money, in my opinion. It's not worth it. I think the Sixers kind of... I mean, we're not really, yeah, like what you said, I, don't think, I think the Sixers kind of rushed it and tried to hope for, uh, like, help with Embiid, and we already know how that se- how the season has been done, so. Yeah, but I mean, we'll end up seeing, so, I mean, like I said, Hayward, we're going to miss you, we're going to see what happens, I mean, this is rumors, so, but it's looking like it's going to happen, so, I mean. Like I said, at the end of the day, we're going to see what's going on with that. I'll keep you guys updated. You know, Celtics is my favorite squad in the NBA. So, yeah, I'll definitely keep you guys updated on that. But, um, so what's going on with the Knicks? So, I was, I was just about to say, say um, there wasn't really anything going on with the Knicks at first. But uh, I think yesterday, that um, there's, a real, there's a big speculation going on right now that the Knicks have a, play, have a deal on the table for Chris Paul. To the Thunder, and I think I think they're both agreeing on certain terms, but the Knicks have to pull the trigger. They have to say, "Fine, we'll do it." I think the Thunder, uh, I think the Thunder have a uh, have a, a, a counter deal for them, saying, "Hey, there's no details about these two deals yet, or this big deal yet." But the Thunder apparently have laid down a deal for the Knicks and said, "Hey, if you want Chris Paul, this is what we want," and the Knicks have yet to say yes or no. Do you know what this deal like entails? Like what players or anything, or any picks or anything? That I know, no. But it's probably gonna involve one of our first round picks. Okay. Okay. Well, most likely, yeah, because it is Chris Paul. So, if this happens and the Knicks do accept the trade, what do you think about Melo? Do you think Melo's coming over? Listen, I as much as I love Melo, if if his best shot to get to the finals, the only way I would see him coming here is if uh, he doesn't get picked up by LeBron first in the Lakers. If he wants to win a championship, don't stay in Portland. Go to the Lakers. If not, and you want a better chance of someone will take the Lakers out, come to uh, the come back to the East and, yeah, join Chris Paul. And if the Knicks make other offseason moves after the Chris Paul trade, because, uh, you know, they'll have some cap space to work with, get rid of some of their big uh, big. Well, to be honest, their, their offseason moves last year after we flopped on uh, Kyrie and KD, we signed players to one one year and two year deals, so we could work around that too and help uh, build well not build around, but give Chris Paul and Carmelo some of the pieces that they could use to make a run for the uh, for the East. But didn't um, didn't the Knicks say that they're willing to take on any big contracts? Exactly. So I so I think uh, getting Chris Paul right, and then um, if anyone else wants to go in on it, maybe it could be a three team trade. I don't know, but if it, even that, trying to uh, talk to players like uh, not wanting to give Butler a big contract last off season, and then you know they fired the uh, they fired the guys who didn't want to do it. Now Leon Rose probably saw that. I think we talked about this two weeks ago, so I'll brush it off real quickly. But um, it, it's it's smart enough for uh, them to now tell players that are probably looking at New York and saying, "But do I really want to play for them?" But like, there's that money offer, and if you have Chris Paul, Chris Paul's you saw what he did with the Thunder. Mm-hmm. You saw how well he, he ran them. You play with Chris Paul. 
you play with Carmelo. Because, listen, if, if Carmelo's out of his prime, well, I mean, Carmelo's definitely out of his prime. But if Carmelo's washed up to the point where, like, he shouldn't even be in the league anymore, Portland wouldn't give him a chance to stay and, 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 and sign him through another year. So Carmelo's still desirable to play and have Carmelo and Chris Paul. Nonetheless, both of them are getting really old, like, getting up there in age and they're slowing down a little bit. Why not try to join forces with them and probably in play in the biggest arena in the uh, the, the the greatest arena in the world and probably one of the biggest markets in the world. Gotcha. That makes sense. So we're gonna see what happens with the Knicks. I mean, I, I hope they kind of take the deal and get Chris Paul. I mean, that'll be a huge help for them. He could definitely mentor those um, young rooks, yeah. you know. So and, and if, if if Kevin Knox isn't one of those players that get traded to um to the Thunder. I think uh, if Carmelo comes back, I think he'd be a good uh, mentor a little bit to say, hey, Knox, listen, like, you're, like, you know, you're struggling your first few years. You might have some spark. Let me show you things here and there. And R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett uh, with, uh, with Carmelo as well, I think R.J. Barrett already looks like a, per, uh, a player that could score at least 20, 25 a night uh, with his, like, because, listen, uh, him and, and Z- uh, Zion Williamson, both of them were, you know, big players on Duke. It was one or the other that was going to be picked first. I mean, Zion was the bigger player. But every every week, those were that was the deal that everyone always looked forward to when uh, col- uh, college basketball was done. Yeah. So I think I think uh, the Knicks' young talent roster, two veterans that actually are good and not just – Taj Gibson and, and and Julius Randle. No. Players that almost took that step to get to the finals, that got deep into playoffs. Like, you want to get players that, even though, you know, alone they can't really do much, they can learn a lot. Carmelo's scoring and Chris Paul's uh, IQ. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, I mean... We're going to see what happens. I mean, like I said, the NBA is in its offseason right now, so we're going to keep a lookout on the latest moves. Um, another big thing in the NBA is actually Drew Holiday has some trade rumors going on. The Pelicans actually made him available, and there's actually several teams that are showing interest yep. in him. Why do you think the Pelicans want to move on from Drew Holiday? I mean, there's the Drew Holiday, and I, I don't like to, I, I feel like they're disrespecting him a little bit because Drew Holiday is still a good player. He's not washed up. Uh, his wife had, uh, what, a brain tumor a few years ago? I think so. And, of course, he's going to, you know, take time off. I mean, he's not as fast and explosive as he was. But I think they have this new young core, and I think they need to throw the young core out to the Wolves and and see what they could do, you know? They almost made the playoffs this year in the bubble, but they got the chance to go to the bubble. And I think... Drew Holiday, as much as um, they would like to keep his veteran presence around, I think Drew Holiday needs to change his scenery and go on to a, conden- uh, a a more contending team, I should say. Okay, yeah. I think also the, the Pelicans got a new coach, right? Yes, they did. I th- wasn't that the assistant sure. coach from the Raptors? No, that was the Pacers. That got oh, okay, yes, that's, that's what I was thinking of, okay. Um, but I think... Um, Van Stan Gundy. Van Gundy, Gundy. sorry. Yeah, Van Gundy. Um, I think Van Gundy was probably. I think Van Gundy has a few like a plan with that. I don't think it was Van Gundy's like choice to say, "Hey, let's get rid of Drew Holiday." 
But I think they have something in mind of what Van Gundy wants to do with this team. So, I mean... That... So I think it's like a rebuild, but I think Van Gundy sees something in these players, and it's like, listen, uh, Drew Holiday got like some spark with these players over the years. We should, uh, we don't need him anymore. Let him go to another... Uh, let's see if we can get him from more... Let's say this, young players, you know? Gotcha, gotcha. Makes sense, makes sense. Well, you know, so we're going to keep an eye on that. I mean, I think any team that's lucky would be lucky to get Drew Holiday. I mean, I know the Heat can use him. The Lakers can use him now that Rondo's opting out, so he'd be a good backup in L.A. But, um, you know, there's a lot can of teams. Can you imagine the... Derrick Rose and, 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 uh, and Drew Holiday on the, on the Lakers? Dude, that's crazy. And then, the mess th- and then the funny part is that they could both play the two guard. Oh, here's something as well. Uh, why not the Clippers? The Clippers need a point guard. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, nothing against Patrick Beverly. He's a great defensive person, but his offense He's just isn't there. He's a better six-man. Yeah. Uh, well, like, not six-man, because Lou Williams is their six-man, but, like, uh, a bench spot. Yeah, he could play a one or two guard, too. But, you know, Patrick Beverly, his defense is great, but his offense is just, like, not there, you know? Yeah. He's like another Marcus Smart. You know, granted, you know, Marcus Smart worked on his three-point shooting, you know, but I mean, they still their Marcus offense Smart's is not. Still young, and he's ready. He's he's gonna he's gonna continue getting better over time. Yeah, so I mean, we'll see. We'll we'll talk about that later. But one exciting news in the NBA is that they're looking at December twenty second for the restart. So that's gonna be pretty exciting. We make it basketball faster than we think. Yeah, and I'm pretty excited for that because there were rumors that they weren't gonna start till next year. October. Well, pl- pl- players didn't even want to do it. They they were like, uh, you know, um, like. I think LeBron was saying they were, they didn't want to do it. It, it, was, it was another kind of bubble thing where people didn't want to do it, and then they're like, "Okay, fine. Like you're pulling my arm. Like let's do it. Let's, let's, let's. I think the NBA is losing money because of uh, the COVID impact. So I think they're kind of forcing their hand. Like, all right, we we, we got to do something. Okay, makes sense. Because actually, the NBA there's a rumor that the NBA is looking for another sponsor to put on their uh, on their jerseys. So they want two sponsors on the jerseys now? Yeah, so I, that's why I think that the NBA might be having a little money problem. Oh, I mean, wow. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, well, now time to move on to the NFL. Um, week 8 just happened. Trade line, trade deadline actually. Trade deadline's over actually because week 8 is the trade deadline. Um, so let's go ahead and go over these um. These picks from last week, I actually don't have my paper right in front of me. I actually lost it. I don't know how, so I don't remember the picks I made last week. So I'm just going to try my best, so I apologize if it is wrong right now. So I mean, you know. I'll, I'll put the blame on myself for that because last week you carried the show, so don't worry about it. We got this. But, um, so the first game was Thursday, October 29th. We had the Panthers versus the Falcons. The Falcons were able to defeat the Panthers with the score of 25-17. to uh, looking at some stats here, Matt Ryan was 21 of 30, 281 yards, one interception, 90.3 QBR. He was only sacked two times, but he was hit 11. 9.4 every time he threw the ball, 9.4 yards. What What do you think about Matt Ryan's performance? I, I, I think Matt Ryan, listen, this is, Matt Ryan's starting to struggle. I mean, this whole year, he's, especially the bull needs, and just having Todd Gurley as their new addition to the running back and Julio Jones being questionable every week and his injuries and all that kind of stuff, I think Matt Ryan 
they sooner or later might want to find a quarterback for the future because I think they they might want to start looking for a new quarterback. Well, uh, but Matt Ryan slowing down. Speaking of Todd Gurley, he didn't even do great this game. He had 18 carries for 46 yards, one touchdown, and a whopping 2.6 yards every time he carried the ball. That's that's not the Todd Gurley we're used to seeing. I think I think we see why the Rams got rid of him. I thought it was. I thought they were just having problems as well. Like the team and him weren't like really. I mean, they were having problems too, but but um, they. I mean, they're they're two different teams though. Because of his injury as well. Yeah. He had a knee injury. Remember, so that's why he wasn't there. He wasn't. Um, where was he? Yeah, that's why he wasn't really there in the Super Bowl when they played the Patriots. Well, he had off uh, field problems too, wasn't it? I think so. I can't. I don't really remember, but I do know that Todd Gurley was having an injury, but that I think the injury slowed him down. So, I mean, this is not the Todd Gurley we're used to seeing. But, I mean, hey, like, the season's not over. He can still bounce back. But, you know, this this isn't the first time this the season fa- that this has fa- happened. The Falcons itself, though, is, the, is over. Their season's over. They're 2-6 and six right now. So. The, the way they start the season, I mean, they could try to push, but they're still in the division with the Saints. They're just still in the division with, uh, with Tampa and, uh, I can't. Is it the Lions? I, I don't remember their divisions. Oh, no, no. Lions are with Green Bay. Okay. Um, but either way, they're in a tough decision, a decision themselves. So, like, I don't think that they're going to make playoffs, but they could recover from their horrendous start with blown leads one after another after another. And um, Julio Jones had a monster game. He was targeted 10 times, brought in seven passes, 137 yards, 19.6 yards every time he caught the ball. Was his average. Guys, all I'm gonna say is, don't be an idiot like me. If Julio Jones is healthy for a game, don't sit this man on the bench. <laughs> Are you fantasy? <laughs> I'm fantasy. Oh man, dude, that's hilarious. What I, don't I mean? Know why my 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 dumb butt decided to put Julio Jones on the bench for this week? I mean, listen, the Panthers are. This year, probably one of the most inconsistent team. Like, they'll come out and play a good one game, and then next game, you're like, what did they do? I mean, Teddy Bridgewater was 15 of 23, 176 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He was sacked three times, and he had a 43.9 QBR. Yeah. That's crazy. But, on the other hand, you know, the Falcons' defense was, you know, was, was getting the pressure to him. He was getting pressured a lot. So I mean, granted, that could be a big reason, but I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, man, I, I I just don't know. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he has a bit of an injury history, you know, with the Vikings, you know, he helped I mean, the Saints last year, but I, I mean, say, I don't this know. Is his, this is his full season back again to like be a starter on the team. So I mean, we got to see what's going on. I mean, I still think and Teddy Bridgewater doesn't... can show something. I mean, I still think he has something left in the tank, but he yeah. he's got to do it fast, man. It's like. Teams are giving he's him also, chances and stuff, but I just don't see it happening. He's also missing uh, Christian McCaffrey. So, yeah, I mean, that's I mean, true, too. That offense, that offense shifted once McCaffrey uh, went out for a few weeks. Yeah, and then nobody on their receiving end really wasn't doing anything. I mean, uh, DJ Moore had 55 yards off of two catches, and he was targeted six times. You know, that's that's yeah, pretty that's bad. Not good. That's not good. Yeah. some help. Yeah, so, I mean... We'll see what happens. But, again, the Falcons were able to defeat the Panthers 25-17, to so congratulations to the Falcons. Um, one of the games that I actually had marked down and that uh, I was actually pretty shocked about, well, I wouldn't say shocked, but, you know, was the Steelers and the Ravens, man. I thought the Ravens were going to take that, dude. 
I told I, I put the Steelers down for a reason last week. I know I just gave you my picks, but I knew the Steelers were going to pull this out. Uh, two weeks ago, when I was on the show with you, I told after thinking the Titans were going to beat the Steelers two weeks ago. From there, I vouched that like I can't doubt the Steelers. The Steelers team, the Steelers defense is just insane, and they're going for blood. Bridge, uh, Bridgewater, Ben Roethlisberger, he's still he's healthy this whole season so far. Uh, this game, he had a decent game. He had 182 yards, two touchdowns. He got sacked only twice. He, like, this team, like, he's he's enjoying it. He doesn't need big games to win. The defense is helping. The defense is doing their part, and he's doing his part. And, you know, now the Steelers are 7-0. and I think they're, yes, they are actually the only undefeated team. The only team, yeah. In the NFL, man, I, I, I see the I see the Steelers, you know, making a serious serious playoff run. I see AFC Championship. They can make it to the Super Bowl. Like I see a oh no, let me tell you something. They they not getting past them Chiefs, man. I'm gonna we'll see. I'm gonna I tell mean, you that right now. I I keep doubting the Steel. I I I doubt the Steelers. I think twice this season, but I think that the Steelers could give the uh, Chiefs some trouble. Yeah, some trouble, but they're not passing. Well, the, when I say trouble, I mean like threaten their their uh, super super bowl behavior. I mean, just looking at some stats, rushing wise, kind of wasn't there. James Conner, fifteen carries, forty seven yards, three point one yards every time he rushed the ball, one touchdown. Receiving wise, Juju Smith Schuster, of course, was their leading receiver. He he brought in seven passes. He was targeted eight times. Brought in seven passes, sixty seven yards, no touchdowns. And um. What's going on with Chase Claypool, man? Ever since that huge, huge game he had, everybody's thinking he's the man, and he had five receptions, 42 yards. I think as Juju Smith-Schuster is still the leading receiver, I think Claypool is going to be the good second until something happens to Juju, or Juju like is pretty much cut out the game where he, Ben Roethlisberger can't find him. Um, Claypool will be the target, but I mean, Claypool did get targeted nine times. He only caught it five times, so he did get his his, his targets, but he only got to pull it down five times. Gotcha. I mean, and looking at some stats for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson ooh, was a thirteen for twenty eight, twelve point five QBR. That's awful. Two hundred and eight yards, uh, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He was sacked four times. That Steelers defense is nothing to play with. The, the, this that's the big. This is the big reason why the Steelers are seven now. I mean, the offense is pretty decent, but the Steelers' defense is the biggest reason why they're a big threat right now. Man, this is looking real, real scary, man. Like I said, I see the Steelers making an AFC Championship game, but they were able to defeat the Ravens with the score of twenty-eight to twenty-four. So, congratulations to the Steelers again. They are the only undefeated team left in the NFL. And, um, dude, another one that I had that, you know, I was pretty shocked about was the Chargers and Broncos. I thought the Chargers were going to take that. That was a good game. This is a problem with the Chargers. The Chargers have blown multiple double-digit leads this season. Uh They have it, and then they lose it. Herbert is still their quarterback of the future big time. He went 29 for 43, 278 yards, three touchdowns, but the big problem... Two interceptions. Okay. So he, his his leading receiver receiver was Williams, which is a shock with five uh, receptions, ninety nine yards, and one touchdown. And Keenan Allen, which is also not a big uh, shock, with nine receptions, sixty seven yards, and one touchdown. 
he's he he has these targets on offense, and he's a rookie. So of course he's he's gonna he's trying his best to lead this team, especially since he didn't get the start until late in the season, only because of uh, the lung puncture by Tyrod Taylor. But like, like you're holding, you're you're doing well with your team. You have these leads, but you're blowing it. And not him per se, but the team itself, the defense and the offense. Yeah, but I mean, I like Justin Herbert, man. Like like you said, this is the quarterback of the future for the. Chargers. I mean, like I like I always say, you know, sucks for Tyrod Taylor, but for Justin Herbert, this was a blessing in disguise. And, you know, he's doing great so far his rookie season. You know, not bad. Not bad at all. He's doing pretty great. You know, the amount of yards he's putting up a game, you know, the amount of passes he's completing, you know, his touchdowns. You know, it's not bad at all. I, I like this Justin Herbert kid, man. I really do. And, um, and to add on the, the, the other side of the football, uh, football uh, Denver, Drew Locke had similar stats. Uh, I mean, thirty-yard, uh, pretty much a thirty-yard uh, difference. Difference with, uh, between the two quarterbacks. He had two yards, three touchdowns. But here's the big difference: one interception. Mm-hmm. So, but did I mean, those Justin Herbert? He threw at the end of the game by Drew Locke is the game that, that, that uh, sealed the game for them. So Justin Herbert did throw an interception that basically clinched the game. No, 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 Drew Locke threw a game-winning touchdown. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't watch that game. I wasn't really paying attention to that one. It was exciting. Yeah, with, with uh, pretty much one, yeah, with one second left, he threw it to Homer for the touchdown, and then they kicked the extra point with pretty much zero seconds on the clock. Oh. Uh. Wow, that was good. Well, congratulations to the Broncos. They're now three and four. They're slowly but steadily trying to come back. The Chargers fall to two and five. So congratulations to the Broncos. But um, dude, dude, the Eagles destroyed those Cowboys, man. I mean, I knew that was gonna happen. The Cowboys are slowly look, looking worse and worse every uh every game. Uh-huh. Dalton Dalton got hurt last game, so we had Danucci. Ben Danucci. And he, with this, apparently this whole Cowboy threat, this whole, uh, this these wide receivers, Ezekiel Elliott as, as their star running back. Listen, we talked about this. We talked about how their line, Ezekiel Elliott's an average quarterback at best, uh, quarterback, running back at best. And with Dak gone, this Cowboy team fell apart. I mean, Granted, the Cowboys were putting up a fight at first, and then the Eagles scored 16 unanswered points. Yeah, they had eight in the third and eight in the fourth. We had a hurt. We had a hurts. Uh, we had a hurts uh, completion for nine yards. Like one, one. Play oh yeah, yeah. That's right, dude. That was that was great, man. I like Jalen Hurts too. <laughs> and and and. Uh, I mean, it was a horrible game between the two. Oh, yeah. I mean, Carson... Carson Wentz had 123 yards, two touchdowns, but two interceptions. Yeah, Carson Wentz looked awful. Completely, completely awful that game. We only had 63 yards on 19 attempts. Like, this... these It's it's it's, it's a toilet bowl. This whole NFC East is a joke. Yeah, this NFC East is a complete joke, man. And, like, and we'll honestly... we the Giants in a minute or two. Yeah, like, honestly, like, there's going to be a team that makes it in there. With an under five hundred record, which is most likely going to be the Eagles. Eagles, exactly. With a complete under five hundred record, like not like you know, not like freaking seven to nine or something. Like you know, the Eagles can really make it there. You know, going like freaking three, thirteen and one. You know, like that's insane. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, it's just all like this NFC East is, is a dumpster fire, man. Like they need to take this whole division and throw it in the trash. None of us deserve to get to the playoffs. None of us. And I mean, just looking at some quick stats here for the Cowboys. Remember, Penn DiNucci is their starting quarterback because Andy Dalton did, you know, suffer a concussion. What? 21 of 40, 180 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He was sacked four times. Ezekiel Elliott, 19 carries, 63 yards, 3.3 yards a carry. Still, still, where is Ezekiel Elliott? And here's my thing, too. This really does prove that Dak is a legitimate quarterback. Because with these same receivers, he was killing it. Now you had, you had uh, uh, what's-his-face come in, and then he got uh, Andy Dolan come in, get injured. And now you have this Danucci guy come in. And they're just not using the receivers like Dak would. I get it, Dak was fighting through all these games because their defense just lets everything like pass them. But, like, this offense should be a threat with or without a, uh, without Dak. But this just proves that Dak deserved all the money that he was asking for. And I hope he gets it. I mean, even though this injury, this injury I know for sure is going to affect it. But hopefully it doesn't affect it that much. I mean, Dak is, Dak is well, that team's we're, we're life support. That they can't, well, we're seeing that they can't put any quarterback there. They'll be fine. They need Dak back. Oh, of course. So this should, you know, make Jerry Jones pull his pants up. And realize, you know, that he has a good quarterback. Just between his legs and be a man and just pay your players what they deserve. So, another game I want to get over is um, the Seahawks and the, the 49ers. I don't know why you picked the 49ers to beat the Seahawks. I, so, I don't, you were, like, delusional. Through the text message when I sent you my picks, I picked the 49ers. But in my original message, because apparently last week, I have it in my notes and I couldn't send it to you. I had the Seahawks actually winning. Oh. I did. I did pick the 49ers to tell you last week. I don't know. I I thought 49ers, but my it's. I, as I told you last or two weeks ago. Every time I pick a team originally and I change it, I always regret it for some damn reason. <laughs> Dude, so what happened with um Jimmy Garoppolo? He's out. He's out uh, with uh, his ankle. I'm pretty sure. Because Nick and Mullins looked pretty nice. He, but Nick Mullins should have just kept as the starting quarterback when Garoppolo came back. Garoppolo should have stayed because the 49ers were doing really good when Nick Mullins uh, took over for Garoppolo. And then they rushed Garoppolo back and they start to struggle again. But Nick Mullins coming back after Garoppolo uh, got hurt, he tried to fight back against the Seahawks team, but he just couldn't get it done towards the end. But I think even if Garoppolo does return this season, he's on the bench until Nick Mullins has a bad game. You think so? Really? I think so. I think the best chance... That's a bold statement. I, I'm going to stay by it, too. That's crazy. I, I I think Jimmy Garoppolo would get his starting job back. I don't think he's losing it to Nick Mullins. But, but they're also... I keep hearing things and, and a lot of pages as well saying that 49ers after season might just get rid of Garoppolo. They signed him to all that money. <laughs> yep, to get rid of them. It's like a full situation where you give fools this big contract and you decide, you know what, maybe we should have done that. And just looking and, at and some and looking at some stacks uh, over here for the Seahawks. Russell Wilson, 27 of 37, 261 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Their rushing game wasn't there at all. Dallas was their leading. 
he's continuing to push for his MVP season. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, Dallas was their leading rusher. 18 carries, 41 yards, 2.3 yards a carry. But the big story right here is DK Metcalf. Metcalf. I think him and Tyler Lockett switch off. They're like, hey, bro, today's your day to have the big game. I'll have it next week. They're just having fun with this. Dude, like, because there's just no way, bro. Like, I just don't believe it. DK Metcalf, 12 receptions, 161 yards, 13.4 yards average. His longest catch was 46 yards, and he had 15 targets. That is crazy. He only he only uh, missed three uh, three catches. That's insane, man. That's just I'm just like wow, you know. And then just last week, you know, it was freaking Tyler Lockett that was balling. Yeah, you Tyler know? Lockett gave me 50 points last week. You know, I'm sure DK Metcalf, uh, Metcalf, whoever uh, had him in there, he was enjoying the team. Dude, it's just all like uh, this is what I mean. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are a deadly wide receiver duo. And it's just going to be straight fun for Russell Wilson. They have a great receiving game. And uh, like I always say, a great receiving game makes for a great rushing game. Granted, their rushing game wasn't here. And granted, they don't really have their, their, you know, their running back. But I mean, dude, that this was just this. This is great, man. This was great. This this was phenomenal. Look at the other side with uh, the 49ers. It wasn't just Garoppolo that got injured, though. George Kittle is out as well. Yeah, but George Kittle's been injured for a little while, wasn't he? But he, he came back like Garoppolo did. They tried to rush him back. He had two two uh, two receptions for 39 yards and then got injured again. And it's his ankle as well. And um, they actually asked the coach. They said, listen, they said, Kittle, they, they said, with Garoppolo and Kittle again, like, what's your thoughts? His, he said that Kittle said, uh, the doctor said Kittle's going to be out for at least eight weeks. Oh, my Kittle God. said he'll be back in two weeks. That's not happening. Are you crazy? You're going to, you're going to, he's going to destroy himself. Force himself. He is. And I think if the 49ers are smart, if they really want to make a run to the playoffs, try to get to the playoffs, they'll keep Kittle um, out of it for now. Have Mullins start so Garoppolo can heal and try to get this team back on track. I mean, I think that I think the reason why they're rushing their players is to try and keep their playoffs hope alive because I don't think they believe Nick Mullins and these other players can but bring him to the playoffs. They're losing but Garoppolo too. Yeah, I mean that's true. We're gonna have to see what happens with the Forty ers I mean, granted, they're not going back to the Super Bowl this year. I believe that they won't. Um, so. We just got to see what happens with them. So, you know, we'll keep an eye on them. But, you know, that's just sucks to just have your season start like this after you just made a Super Bowl appearance last season. My my big highlight for this for this week as well, though, was an upset in my personal opinion. Green Bay, Minnesota. Green Bay and Minnesota. 28 to 22, Minnesota took over and won going into Green Bay. And... The, it, the Cousins wasn't even the big story. The big story was Cook. 30 attempts, 163 yards, and three touchdowns. And don't forget, he had another 63 yards receiving off of two uh, receptions and one touchdown. And one touchdown. So he had, he four, had four total touchdowns. touchdowns. All, but three running touchdowns and then the one catch. Or the one touchdown uh, catch. And then, I mean, Cousins, that was his only touchdown he got to. It's that the Dalvin Cook. Cook. The big name was Cook. Cook is something special, man. I mean, I, I've always liked him. I, I hated seeing him injured, you know. But 
I, now, I always like this guy. And now it's flip-flop with uh, Green Bay, and Rodgers having a good game, 291 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and one sack. And that one sack came costly at the end of the game. That strip sack when he tried to throw it, and he got hit, and the ball came right out. Mm. Dude, I didn't think the Packers were going to lose that game. I really didn't, you know, because to be honest with you, man, I, I don't, like I say, the Vikings aren't going anywhere until they move on from Kirk Cousins. Yeah. You know, and yeah, Kirk Cousins. We, we talk about this every week. Kirk Cousins keeps saving his job by having one good game. And then they want to keep him. The Vikings, they need to move on from him. I mean, they're 2-5 and five right now. Yeah. So they're not, I mean, unless, you know, they really, you know, tighten it up and really pull through and go on some type of winning streak, I don't see them going to playoffs. They're not. No, there's no way. You know, so, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. But, I mean, I was a bit shocked myself, too, uh, the uh, Vikings beating the Packers 28-22. to So, I mean, we'll see. Um, no big shocker here. Chiefs beat the Jets 35-9, to demolished them, you know. Dolphins beat the Rams 28 to 17. That was I called that one. I, I called that one. I, I thought Tua was going to win his first game. I thought the Rams were going to win that one and just looking at some stats for the Dolphins, I mean Tua was 12 of 22 and 93 yards. Yeah. But it's his first game and it was against a Rams good defense. That boy Tua. Oh man, that's hilarious. I mean Gaskin only rushed the ball 18 times for 47 yards, and nobody on Miami's receiving end had more than 16 here, receiving yards. Here's, here's, a, here's a strange fact. The Rams out outplayed the Dolphins in every category and still managed to lose. That's a new one. And the Dolphins, oh, the Dolphins are actually 4-3 and three now. Look, yeah, yeah, man, the Dolphins could be sneaking in there. Like, I can't, uh... So can you talk about the Dolphins though for a second? I want to see if I can pull it up. Uh, that crazy stat. I think lot. I think the Dolphins, dude, the Dolphins are like they're they're obviously a slept on team because of how they've been performing every year. You know they start out great and then they just like lose out the rest of the season. I like I don't, I I don't know it. how it goes. I, I got it. The box score for the Dolphins makes no sense. Twenty eight to seventeen, but if you want to look at their stats, it makes no sense. The Dolphins had eight first downs to the Rams 31st. The total plays, the Dolphins had 48 to the Rams 92. The total yards, the Dolphins had 141 to the Rams 471. Dude, that's teams insane. Had won, teams had won 53 straight games without outgaining their opponent by at least three hard, uh, 300 yards. The last time that, that happened was the 2006 game against the Eagles and the Bucks. Dude, man, that's crazy. Like, they just—it doesn't even look like they would have put up that much points with the amount of with the amount of um with the amount yeah, of yards that they had. You, you hear that kind of yards, and you're like, how the heck did the Rams manage? I mean, because look at let's hear these numbers for for the Rams. Jared Goff, thirty-five of sixty-one, three hundred and sixty-five or three hundred and fifty-five yards, one touchdown, yeah. two interceptions. He was sacked two times. Daryl Henderson. A game like that, you wonder how the heck you lose that. Dude, that reminds me of. The NBA game. Well, actually, it doesn't really remind me of. Well, it reminds me of the NBA game because I think it was the most points that were ever put up in an NBA game was like 157 points, and the team still managed. The yeah, and yeah, the team still like managed to. The team still managed to lose. I was like, then they didn't put up the most points in a game. <laughs> I don't know, like. Like it's just it makes no sense. Yeah, the way they, I don't know, but um, dude, man, the Rams. <sighs> They look nice. I mean, Cooper Cup was 110 yards, 11 off of I mean, 11 the, receptions. The, the, the Rams' downfall was the turnovers. Four turnovers compared to the Dolphins' two. 
And the Dolphins, one of the biggest, one of the biggest plays that come out of it was the kick return. Oh yeah, that's true too. I mean, the Dolphins' defense looked pretty decent. I mean, and here's the thing: the Dolphins, I think they're they're more relied on heavy defense. I mean, granted that it was against the Rams, so Tua that was that was a hard. I I don't blame Tua for having a bat, uh, for ninety three yards for his first game. It was against the Rams defense. Now I say this every week, and I will continue to say it: the Rams are pretenders. You think so? They're not as good as they think they are, and this game literally just proved that. I mean, unless the Dolphins are really that real. Which I also see that as. I think they're ranking the Dolphins 13th best in the NFL right now. The Rams are but, five and three. Yeah, but I, but they played also bad teams. So I mean, we just got to see what happens. I still think the Rams can make the playoffs. I mean, I still like the Rams. I, mean, I just don't understand they, they what's going on. They have a chance to make the playoffs, but I don't think they're not going to get far. So we'll see what happens. We'll keep people updated on the Rams. But I always like the Rams. I think they they can make the playoffs. As far as them, I don't think they can. You know, make it to the Super Bowl, of course. But, you know, just looking at the stats, you know, it's just I don't understand how you could play that good and still lose. That's what blows my mind. Yeah. You know, compared to how bad the Dolphins, you know, played, you know, it's just like I don't understand. Like like you said, the Dolphins only had 141 total yards. So, like, how the heck does 141 total yards go into 28 points for the whole game? Like, that's just mind-boggling. Yeah, no, I, I get that, yeah. So, I mean, but, yeah, so congratulations to the uh, Dolphins. They were able to beat the Rams 20-17. Um, you know, no sh- no shocker here. Colts beat the Lions 41-21. to I've been liking the Colts all season. Raiders beat the Browns 16-6. to I knew that was going to happen. Which is a little, to me, that's a little surprising because the Raiders, they go from, this is why I don't get, is the Raiders are a little inconsistent here. They'll take down these big mega teams, and then they'll lose to, like, a really good team as well. And then they'll... They're inconsistent, but I think they have a chance at trying to push for playoffs as well. Yeah, so I mean, the Raiders are are are, uh, are four and three. I mean, they're not that good, but they're they're, they're holding their ground. Yeah, so I mean, we'll see what happens with them. But um, alrighty, it's time to talk about this heartbreaking loss again. Let's just let's just get this over with. <sighs> another another loss for the New York Giants. So Jimmy, we argue about this every week. And everyone that knows us, we are homers, we are big New York fans, but we're real New York fans. We'll talk real about it. The Giants, here's the thing. Jamil, you have to hear me out when I say this. The Giants are not as bad as you think and everyone think they are. And here's the only reason why I say that. Every game this year, except for one, has been one or just almost two possession games. And it's not even against easy teams. It's against hard teams. Before we lost to the Cowboys, it was with Dak, and Dak was having a shootout with us. We lost to uh, the Steelers, whose, whose defense is still going crazy this year. We The only team we really got blown out against the was the 49ers. But we lost to the 49ers high school football team. Listen, but that's the thing. That's the game we should have won, but we lost. But this is the thing that I'm still confused at, though. Because the only thing, the only big reason why I think we lost that game is because we weren't prepared. We we didn't think 
we we didn't think that they were really going to do that, and then we, we just were outplayed that, like outright. That was we, just awful. We lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by two points because of a pass interference call that was picked up at the end. But my thing is, so what happened? Did they not call the pass interference? They so they threw the flag, and the refs got together. And then decided to pick the flag up and said there's no pass interference. But why not Joe Judge challenge it? You can challenge those calls now. It's the last few, it's the, remember, the la, the, under the last few minutes, it's, it goes straight to the refs. You can't challenge. Yeah, but, you know, like I said, the, the refs, I mean, there was. It can't be between the last two minutes. Uh, if it's under the last two minutes, no matter what, you can't. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know I'm saying that, but like they should make it how like how every scoring play is a review play. Like you got to at least take a look, you know, like you, you got to call the people yeah, no, that they, are up there in the booth. Yeah, they didn't even look. They just they just they got together and discussed. That's it. They didn't even look. They that, didn't even bother. That was a complete pass interference. I mean, Daniel Jones, he looked okay. I mean, granted, he's still, you know, two he, he interceptions. Has to learn how to throw the ball. He has to learn how to throw the ball out now. Yes, and he needs to learn how to take a sack when you have to take a sack. And also not overthrown. You know. But remember remember, remember what I tagged you on Facebook today? His name is, uh, welcome to our new quarterback. His name, his name is Goofamous Prime. He's a turnover machine. He transforms into a turnover every time it gets to a close game. <laughs> yeah, when you tagged me, that was dying. Dude, man. And it's just like I always say about the Giants defense. They cannot make stops when we need them to. And, and it's like, it's just, it's just a shame because it's like, dude. You guys should be making these stops, and you guys have the opportunity to make these stops. Like, there should be no reason why the Buccaneers scored 10 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. Like, come on. Yeah. And we were beating them, too. We had them 14-6 to six by the half. You know, and they scored 19 unanswered points after halftime, and we only scored nine. Like, the Giants' defense, they just they don't come up when you need them to. If this was a first and second down league, the Giants would be, like, at least top five defense in the league. But they're not. They're awful. But what I was trying to get at, though, is these super teams that we're going against, we're barely losing to them. Remember, Green Bay got blown out by the 49ers a few weeks ago. A week ago. I just don't understand. How how are are we holding up with these? Like, this is why I have faith in the future. Of the Giants. But Gettleman has to go. But Gettleman does have to go. But this is why I, I think that we we have this team that has so much potential but just can't get over the hump. Dude, I just don't understand. Like, I, I wake up in the morning a tired Giants fan. Like, when the Giants lose, it just makes the rest of my day go upset. I wake up every week thinking, how are we going to lose this week? What, are, what stupid thing are we going to do to lose this week? And it's like, I just don't understand, bro. And right now, the Giants hold the number two pick in the draft. But, I mean, at this point, I should just, like, they should just keep it, man. I just I just suggest they lose out the rest of the season because they're not making playoffs. The only way they make playoffs is if they, if, if they win the rest of the season, and that is not happening. Yeah, they're not no, going to go no. on an eight-game win streak. That's just not happening. They have still the hardest schedule left to go through. They still got the Eagles next week. No, they got the uh, the Washington football team next week. Then the Eagles. Then we're on the bye week. But then we versus the Bengals, which I personally think is a winnable game. We got the Seahawks, which we're just going to Oh, my gosh. But that's going to be a massacre. 
you said we said the same thing last week though with Tampa and the Jazz being massacred. I think the Seahawks are going to be another game where we are somehow fighting back, but then we're going to lose towards that. Mikey, you need to stop drinking that happy juice. There's no way the freaking Seahawks are are going to be. How we keep up? How we keep up with the the, the Bucks then? I think teams purposely play bad with us to try and give us a shot, and they know we can't so take the not, shot. So, so, why, so why not be the same situation with the Seahawks? Okay, so this is what's going to happen. DK Metcalf has to break both of his ankles. DK Metcalf needs to break both his ankles, and Tyler Lockett needs to have no feeling in his arm, and Russell Wilson just needs to have a random concussion, and even then, we'll still lose oh, to the Jamil, backups. Jamil, Jamil, this is this is weeks later. So anything could happen with DJ, uh, DK and, and, and Lockett, though. We'll see what but happens. Then we got the Cardinals, and then we got the Browns, and then we got the Ravens, and then the Cowboys. Ravens is an automatic loss. I, Jamil, I think we're going to win at least one more game. I hope not. <laughs> I'd rather us just lose out the rest of the season than keep the number two pick. We're, def- we're definitely locked into the second pick pretty much. How this season looks like it's going to finish, we're definitely uh, we're, we're either going to be the second or the third. Because we got to also remember, Jacksonville's right there with us. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean... We'll see what happens. So, but I mean, but the Giants lost in a heartbreaker. They actually gave the Bucks a run for their money. Um, uh, Goldman had a pretty decent game. I think Goldman is like is actually pretty. Uh, it, 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 he's not having his best like time, but like to take care because okay, so they keep they keep picking up these players. To fill it in, but they're not giving Coleman a shot. But when Coleman plays, Coleman's pretty doing, doing pretty good. But they're not utilizing that. And chill. I didn't even. Who did we sign Alfred Morris? I didn't even know we had him. Alfred Morris was playing uh, a few nights ago. Wasn't he on the Washington football team? He was on the Washington football team. He was on the Dallas Cowboys. Chill. When I saw Morris, I was like, "Don't tell me that's Alfred Morris." It was Alfred Morris. Dude, that's insane. We have, we, because of Freeman's ankle, ankle, we signed Alfred Morris. Like, we have to... Coleman is our, our, our backup uh, running back behind Barkley. Give it to Coleman. Stop the games. I don't know, man. Shepard had a decent game with 74 yards. Ingram made it up for it, but he still was 5 for it. Granted, granted, Daniel Jones was overthrown. Daniel Jones Slay, just Slay, got to go. Slayton, Slayton uh, Daniel Jones, he looked right. Slayton gets open on the left, but then he doesn't see it, and then Daniel Jones just tries to run and gets sacked. Well, Slayton, Slayton did get free when Daniel Jones still had time, but Daniel Jones didn't look his way. Remember, Daniel Jones is a one-receiver quarterback, meaning he will that's stare down saying. one receiver until that, that, he's open or not. Jamil? I have a lot of people every week, and I won't say their names because I don't know if they want me to say their names on the podcast. Ask me this. What do you think about Daniel Jones? The person who I'm talking about, I know you're probably listening to this episode. I'm going to say this. All Daniel Jones is right now is our current quarterback. That's it. Not of the future. Not, not our future quarterback, anything. Just our current quarterback. That's it. Nothing more. Nothing less. So, yeah, but, I mean, like I said, we'll see what happens. I mean, next week we play the Washington football team. Should be a winnable game, but, you know, we'll find some way to lose. I, I just don't have faith in this will team Daniel, Will Daniel Jones keep his win streak against uh, Washington? Maybe. 
We'll see. But let's go ahead and go into our weekly picks. So Thursday night football, Packers at 49ers. I got the Packers. I think they're going to come back. You know what? If this 49ers defense puts up, because the Packers have been struggling for some reason against, uh, well, against at least the Tampa's defense, and then they just lost to the Vikings. You know what? I see Packers too. To be honest, I have a feeling about the Packers. Uh, then we have Broncos and Falcons. I'm going to go Broncos on this one. Yeah, I think the Broncos are going to, um, I hate, uh, so then we have the Seahawks and the Bills. I'm saying Seahawks. I say Bills. Nah. I think Josh Allen's going to have a pretty good game. Seahawks defense is not that good. I think it's going to be a shootout, but I think the Bills are going to pull through. Well, Josh Allen better have a good game because he's starting. So he's <laughs> starting on my fantasy team, so he better have a good game. But I say Seahawks. Uh, Bears and Titans, I got the Titans. Like I say, the Bears are the most... Luckiest five and three team in the NFL right now. This we we didn't talk about this, which I wanted to go over quickly, but we didn't have time. We, we don't really have time. But the Titans laid an egg last week, so and they lost to the Steelers the week before. If the Titans lose three straight games, do you think they're in trouble? Yeah, I think they're in trouble. Because what's going on? They just started five and zero, and now they just dropped two. I think that Steelers game really shook them. Listen, the Bears, they're the most pretend behind the Rams. They are the biggest pretenders this year. And I think if, ah, this is a good one. This is really going to be a good game. You know what? Derrick Henry has a good game. I think you're right. The Titans bounce back. I have the Titans too. And then, man, we, get, we got another good game. The Ravens and the Colts, man. The Colts have been playing great, dude. It's something about the Colts that I think that the Ravens are going to drop this game as well. I It's just Philip Rivers and, and Dude, that offense, that defense. I've been telling everybody since our first episode, I love Philip Rivers on this team. And that's why I always pick the Colts. Philip you know Rivers what? is looking they're, great. They're both 5-2. Five, the Ravens fell to the, the Steelers. The Ravens, two, the, the Ravens two losses were the Steelers. And, 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 and the Chiefs. I, no, you know what? You know what? No, Ravens. I'm, I'm the Ravens. I'm going the Colts. Um, Panthers and Chiefs. Chiefs, obviously. Uh, Panthers and, Panthers and Chiefs. Mm, I got the Chiefs. Yeah, I have to go. I have to agree with you. I, I, the Chiefs. I, I don't know why you thought too hard. There's no way the Panthers are being the Chiefs. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking Texans, that's why. No. Oh, yeah, Chiefs. Chiefs, Chiefs. Uh, Lions and Vikings, I got the Lions. You know what? Vikings. <sighs> Kirk Cousins, man. <laughs> I, think this, I think this is the game that Kirk Cousins does good and gives the Vikings fans We got the Giants and Washington. I got the Giants. Even though they still lose, I always pick them every week. Mm, yeah, Giants. <laughs> You know, this is this is the one game I think that that Daniel Jones bounces back from having that horrible game with Tampa, and I think this, he continues his win streak against Washington. We got Texans and Jacksonville. I got the Texans, both Texans, one and six teams. Jackson, but Jacksonville is complete rebuild. Texans. I mean, the Texans are always the Texans are decent. They just they just keep losing to like they can't keep up, but they're doing okay. 
So, you know what? Yeah, I think it's going to be a slugfest. I think it's going to be a horrible game between these two teams, but I think uh, Texas will pull it out. All righty. Then we have Raiders and Chargers. I got Raiders. Char- yeah, yeah. Chargers just aren't going to. And they're going to blow Chargers it. Gonna it um, Steelers and Cowboys. Oh, I got the Steelers on this one. Steelers. The Cowboys are a dumpster fire just like us. The Cowboys are, they don't know what they're doing anymore. Zach falling and, and, and getting hurt, that was the worst thing that could happen to the Cowboys. Steelers are going to win this in a big market. Dolphins and Cardinals. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I think Tua's going to have a, a good game this time. I think Tua had to play one of the hardest defenses in the league. Even though the Rams are still pretenders, the defense says otherwise either way. So that's the only reason why the, the Rams are, are still a threat. So I think Tua's second game, he's going to learn more of the, uh, the offense. I think he's going to kick into a groove. I think the Dolphins are going to win this one. Man, next game, Saints and Bucks. Drew Brees against Tom Brady. I'm going to go with Drew Brees. We already saw how this uh, played out in week one. But this is a different Bucks team now. I say Bucks. I say, t- I say uh, Tom Brady's going to get his revenge back. So we'll see. And then Monday night, Patriots and Jets. Just because of how the, the Patriots are playing, just because how the Patriots are playing, Jets get their first win. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. What are you smoking? You called me delusional last week for the 49ers, get, uh, picking the 49ers over the Seahawks. I'm calling you delusional this week for thinking the Jets are going to win the game. The Jets are going to win this one. Tampa, uh, Tampa. I got me thinking of the Patriots uh, in Tampa with Tom Brady. Dolich, it's not even the matter of how they're playing. Dolichek knows the, the Jets like the back of his freaking hand. The Jets are going to lose. They, it's not even going to be about playing. It's going to be about coaching. And Gase is just giving more and more reasons why to fire. So, but, so those are our weekly NFL picks. So, you know, obviously we'll let you know the results next week until the games happen. But, um, yeah, any you got any close remarks, anything you want to say, Mikey, before we uh, head off the air? I mean, of course, follow us on Instagram on JNM. Uh, underscore sports follow our personal pages if you want on hype underscore mike uh hype underscore mike one and then um, i'm j underscore me, breezy underscore 97 i mean we we don't have too much followers on our main our our, uh, our sports page yet so if you want to see uh updates on sports at least on my page i post a lot of updates of what's going on um I mean, other than that, I think we're going to have an exciting week with uh, football, and we might have some more rumors going on with the NBA. So, um, like like we said, guys, you know, thank you so much for all the support that you've been giving us, our views, our listens, and everything have been, you know, going up week by week, so we really appreciate that. Please subscribe, share with your friends. It helps the channel grow, and just, you know, just just support the channel. You guys are doing great. We really appreciate you guys. Please, please send in some fan art. Our email is on the uh, is in our bio. So please send us some fan art so we can start posting some more fan art. And um, yeah, you know. I was gonna say, and as well as if you have company, if you have a company and you have some uh, products that you wanna like have people see and look at, contact us if you want us to sponsor. If you want to sponsor us, we'll we'll show uh, your products. Uh, Try to put, talk to you on uh, bring it up as well and 
uh, even even might shout you out at the end of the show and just that that's up to you guys though. Like they're saying though, we just appreciate you guys. So. so thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of JM Sports. I'm your host, Jay Breezy. This is my co-host. And you guys have a great night.